Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio What's going on, everybody? We are back. This is episode 140 of the Dark Windows podcast. My name is Kevin. Hey, I'm uh, I'm Kevin as well. And it's going to sound a little different because we're recording remotely because Kevin has a little shit that he has to keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah, you've all seen it. If you haven't, it's... Um... <clears throat> Well, it's not an it, it's a her. She's a dog, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Her name is Runa, and she is um, my new little buddy, my research assistant. I wanted to take this opportunity to welcome everyone to the first annual Dark Windows Podcast Asshole Eliminator Tournament. Over the next two weeks, we are going to pit some of the worst madmen that have ever existed on the planet against one another in an effort to see who is the biggest piece of shit to have ever lived. We've done a round-robin draft to see who each one of us get to cover. Uh, it was a five-round draft for a total of ten men. My draft order went as follows. Actually, Kevin, do you have your uh, you have your guys in order? Uh, yeah. Okay, who was, who was your first-round draft pick for this? My first round draft pick was Edie Amin, which kind of a dark horse. I mean, definitely yeah. a piece of shit. But I mean, to to be your your first overall pick is kind of a I don't know. It's a uh, it's a bold move. <laughs> it is. It it definitely it definitely definitely was. was my a- first. My first pick is somebody who honestly is probably top three seeds in this entire thing, and that is King Leopold of Belgium. Oh. Yeah. 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 Who'd you have for round two? Uh, Round two was Talat Pasha. Mm, Which is a guy that I'm sure not a lot of people have heard of, but... I I, like, well, Idi Amin, I heard of him, but um, I hadn't heard of him, same time. Right. So... You knew of him, just not who he was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So my my second round pick was kind of one of my, my basically my dark horse pick. Uh, I picked Shiro Ishii, who, again, that's not a name that's going to ring a bell with some people, but mm-hmm. the group that he is tied to and what he did will, for sure. Okay. Who do you have for round three? Round three was Pol Pot. Oof. Talk about a fucking monster like that guy. Wow. I, I thought so, but well, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll hold off. Right. Um, 
my round three was Kim Il Sung. Um, again, not one that's going to ring a bell with a lot of people. Um, his son and grandson, I'm pretty sure everybody's familiar with, though. Yes. Yes. Kim Jong-un. Rocket Man. Yeah. And then <laughs> uh, for round five, I took uh, how about, the how man. About round, how about round four? Oh. oh, well, I mean, all right, fine. You want me to say round four? Fine. How about round four? Round four was the man, the myth, the legend, Yosef. Mangala. Oof. Yeah, we're going to talk about him this week. That is going to be a, a a very interesting matchup. An asshole. Asshole <laughs> extreme. Uh, uh-huh. My round. Ra- speaking of assholes, my round four pick was uh, Mao Zedong, who, again, huge asshole. Yeah. Asshole yeah. of legendary proportions. Yeah. And last but not least, round five. My pick, Joseph Stalin. The man, the myth, the mustache. Yes. Um, Round five for me, unfortunately. I mean, somebody had to get him, and I guess, like, I I got him by default because I didn't actually pick him. He was just the last person on the board. Uh, Adolf Hitler. Oh, Uncle Adolf. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, we all know what he did. I mean, that that, that could be a very quick one. Be like, um, yeah, he's Hitler, so... (laughs) That's the end of my research and the end of my argument as to why he should advance. (laughs) Yeah. Stalin. Uh, Yeah. He he did things pretty fucking self-explanatory. Yeah. Okay. So I do. I do have one of them. No, no. I do have a quick little kind of breakdown as to how this whole thing's going to work. We're going to. Yeah. We're going to do basically like kind of like almost sort of east coast west coast right so this week we're going to cover the left half of the of the bracket and next week will be the right half so if you i hope everyone listening to this has filled out their brackets and chosen who they want you know everything um so we're gonna start yeah like kevin said we're gonna start off on the right side and then we're gonna go to the left Uh, left side we're gonna start left side this left side go the right sorry so two men were selected at random, one from each side of the bracket, to get a first-round bye directly into the quarterfinals. From there, the remaining will face off head-to-head to see who moves on to uh, a last four, a, a final four, if you will. I'm not sure if anybody's ever used that term before. Yep. Um, but then these final four will square off to see who makes it to the finals, which would be the last two men standing. For each uh-huh. contestant, we will be doing uh, like a little bit of research, not a full in-depth deep dive into them, because all of these own guy, all of these guys have individual episode potential for them. Uh, it's kind of a we're just going to go through kind of like a general overview as to who they were, what they were known for, uh, how many deaths they were responsible for, and then at the end of each matchup, we're going to present an argument as to why our pick should move on to the next round. Yeah, we have to. And I think we kind of came to the agreement. We have to come to an agreement as to why like I wanted like a decent debate, but we have to have a good reason as to why the person should move on. Not just because that's the guy that I had to do research for. Okay, yeah. So we want it to be based on merit, not just being like, oh, well, this is the this is my guy and I have to defend him. Um, Yeah, because I mean, some some of the guys I have, honestly, I don't see beating some of the guys you have and vice versa. Uh huh. Um, honestly, I think looking at the bracket right now, I really, really think our second matchup of this week is going to be 
the most hotly disputed of the entire thing because yeah. it's it's just so closely matched up as to who they were, what they did, stuff like that. It's 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 going to be a dogfight. Huh. So, the first uh so the we're going to start off first with the uh, so top matchup, right? We're not going to go yep. we're, we're going top to bottom, right? Yeah, we'll we'll do our first matchup, then the second okay. matchup, and then we'll do um the man that was selected ra- at random to go into the uh, into the second round. Yeah. So that was Talat Pasha against Kim Il Sung. Kim Il Sung. You want to start it off, or do you want me to start it off? I can start what, it. Why don't like. you start it off? Because I don't really know a whole bunch about this guy. I know kind of what he did, but not a lot. I, I knew absolutely goddamn nothing. So Talat Pasha was not his full name. His full name is Mehmet Talat Pasha. And of course he, was he has born... some crazy long name. He's Turkish. Yep. Actually, that actually wasn't his last name to to be tr- truly. Actually, um, the Pasha part, we'll actually talk about his Kind of actual... like a title? Uh, yeah. Um, his actual real name would have been Mehmet um, Talat Bay, B-E-Y. Um, he was born in 1874 and died in 1921. Okay, so was this guy born with a giant thick mustache or did he have to acquire it? Uh, I think he acquired it. Because there's no fucking way this dude did not have a super, super thick, like, jet black mustache. Well, I mean, he is like... Greek, Armenian, whatever that whole he's he's in that you know that Baltic region. So I think they're all born with a mustache, personally. <laughs> so if he was born nowadays, he'd run a Euro station, is what you're trying to say. Yes. Like a little like Euro cart, yeah. Yes. Yes, he would he would <laughs> definitely he would yes. You want Taziki? Taziki. Yes. He uh, right. he at a young age he became a uh a telegrapher and he was actually active in the you might have heard this before the young turk movement oh yeah yeah which was seeking to overthrow the uh, sultan he would also join the committee of union and progress or cup for short <laughs> Okay. Uh, He would quickly become the member, uh, I'm sorry, not member, but leader of that secret group. He would also become the chief secretary of Post and Telegraphs in uh, Salonika, which is modern day. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Listen. One one of the words with a whole bunch of arm hair. Well, yeah, it's in Greece. Um, I, 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 even, I, I wrote this down, like I typed this out and I even tried to pronounce it then. And I was going, Oh my gosh, this is going to be a hard fucking word. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's, these, it's Greek. <laughs> Thesa Loniki. Greece. Sure. We'll go yeah. With that. Um, being in this position, he would be able to actually, um, be at the forefront of the plots to actually throw over the government 
<laughs> so, I mean, being a part of, you know, these. Um... I, I didn't realize our phone call was still going, so I just hung it up. Oh, 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 Sorry. oh. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So being a part of, uh, of, uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought here. Oh, okay. So <laughs> unfortunately a guy next week would have been able to get it back on track pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, <yeah>, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so being in that position and at, and at the forefront of everything, he was actually, you know, because being a part of the Young Turk movement and the Cup group, um, he you know, was able to get plots out to overthrow the government. After the Young Turks revolted in 1908 and actually took over, um, he became a prominent political figure. And then 1909, he was appointed the Minister of the Interior and the Minister of Posts. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, I was like, how in the fuck do you become minister of of the interior and of posts? So I mean, they... minister minister of posts. I think that would make him like he's like the head of fencing. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yep. Yep. Uh, I would like we a have uh, what... post. We have four <laughs> by four. <laughs> uh, yes, I want uh, I want Cedar with uh with with uh with with hemlock. Yes. I don't think hemlock's what? good. It's not a hardwood. I mean, no, <laughs> no, you dumbass. You don't want that. No, you want cedar and cedar, or you know, good like you, you get some decent like pressure treated for your uh, your contact level, so it doesn't rot as fast. True. I've built Very stuff. True. I know my shit. Very Very anyway, true. continue with yeah. this piece of shit. Ah, uh, so. Uh, he was one of the main people behind the Turkification of the Ottoman Empire. And in 1915, he actually signed the directive to remove the Armenians uh, from their homes. Yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, this is the reason this man was selected. He was well-versed in to actually in the telegraph machine so well that he actually used it to carry out policies of, of his government. Uh, he was able to send out secret messages to other members of the the cup group and because they were actually in posts in gov- in the government that were um very prominent and they would actually be able to carry out those orders so being in those prominent positions he was able to send them off secretly and then they were like right. hey all right well this came through we have to do it so let's get it done yeah, we're just following orders. Yeah. Um, so by doing this, it allowed the group to depopulate the different towns of of its Armenian citizens. Okay, depopulate is the nicest way you could have actually mm-hmm. put that. Yes. Because what they did is they went in and they fucking either killed people or rounded them up and marched them out of town. Yeah. Um, he went as far as ordering the killing of the... Any Armenian or any Armenian or uh, orphans. What a piece of shit! Yeah. Uh, in 1917, he became the Grand Vizier. All I could think of when I heard that, I was like, Grand Vizier Jafar. He's the, he's the Great <laughs> Fez. He is the biggest of the weird little hats. Yes. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> he looks like he looks like a fucking Morocco mole <laughs> that dude that hung yeah. out with Secret Squirrel, <laughs> uh, <laughs> except so, for the giant mustache and he hates Armenians. Uh-huh. Well, by by getting the title of Grand Vizier is when he actually got um his or getting the position of Grand Vizier is when he got his title of Pasha. Ah, okay. Um, he would then have to resign his post in, uh, just a year later as the empire was about to fall. He knew that because of his actions, he, that the allied forces would, um, make him fucking pay. Oh, yeah, because this is like right this in the, is World War the midst I. of World War One. yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's that's why nobody remembers this the, the the Armenian genocide is because there was already so much shit going on in the world that this literally just got swept under the rug. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's a shame because like a lot of people died for absolutely no reason. Yes. Um this he... is the reason that Vlad the Impaler should be immortal so that he can stop the Turks anytime they do something silly. True. True. So he fled to Germany and took up an alias. But this would not deter uh, a tribunal from being actually formed in Constantinople um, by the posts of the Ottoman Empire or gr- government. Uh, he would be actually, in his absence, tried, and he was found guilty, and he was sentenced to death. Oh, good. I hope but they killed him. He, They couldn't. Oh. Not in the not in the country. Germany, however, would not send his ass back. So of he course, could be because sent. they were allies with the Turks during World War One. Yeah, they didn't want to send him back so that he could be killed. So, well, there's this man by the name of Sogamon uh, Telerani, Teleranian, who was an Ar- Armenian. Whose family okay. had been amongst those killed by Talat. He decided, you know what? Oh. Fuck it. I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Yes. And I'm going to whack this motherfucker. He, so he goes, to, man. he goes to Berlin, hunts down Talat, and in 1921, kills him. I hope he shot him in the streets like a rabid dog. Yep. And good. Guess, guess what? Got away with it. He was acquitted. Yes. <laughs> there is justice in the world. Uh, it is said that uh, Talat is responsible for over 600,000 Armenian deaths. Honestly, 600,000 is a conservative estimate, I think. Oh, well, of over. I mean, it could be well uh, more. You know, there, I've seen I've seen that number range anywhere from that six hundred thousand to like one point two million. So it, yeah. So okay, Ugh. so that is Talat Pasha. So far, he's an asshole. Yeah, um, yeah. So let's <laughs> uh, let's move on. Let's talk about the OG dear leader and eternal president, the founder of North Korea, Kim Il Sung. Oh. Kim was actually born Kim Sung Ju, April 15th, 1912. Ah, sorry. Uh, J.U., you 
filthy, <laughs> filthy Nazi. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so he was born April 15th, 1912, near Pyongyang, um, in a small, unpronounceable village that no longer exists because <laughs> as, at, no, as Pyongyang expanded, it actually just became part of oh, the it metropolitan it? area. Exactly. It was like, hey, you. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like the little neighborhoods around New York City where it's like, it's still New York City, but it's, you know, it used to be something else. Oh, like uh, the, so the boroughs and everything? Kinda, but not as big. This is like a fucking like tiny little village, like a few hundred people living in it. So shortly after he was born, his parents fled to Manchuria, which is in China, uh, to escape Japanese occupation of North Korea. Oh, well, Korea in general. Um, because believe it or not, back in the early 1900s, the Japanese were assholes. Like they imperialized everything in Southeast yeah. Asia. If there was something, if there was a place they could get with boats, they were going there. Of course, yeah. So at the age of 17 or 18, it's unclear. It kind of depends on the year and the source you find. He was arrested as a uh, as part of a communist youth organization. So there's strike one. After his release from prison, he joined a Korean guerrilla force and adopted the name of a legendary Kore- uh, Korean guerrilla fighter. So he's now going by Kim Il-sung. Wait, 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 uh, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Yeah. He's in communist... China, yes, and is arrested for being a communist. China was not communist at this point. When is this? This was ni- like nineteen thirty-ish. They were communist. They were not. They were not communist yet. They were still on our side. Are you sure? Yes, they didn't become communist until later on with somebody that we're going to talk about shortly. Well, next week, technically. Mao. Um, yeah. So the Soviets hmm. noticed his actions. Okay. Uh, they had heard stories of his prowess in battle. And his they, heroics? They, yeah, they, they <laughs> scooped him up and they were like, they brought him to the Soviet Union. Uh, he was given formal military and political training. Um, come, brother. The, you come, you come. We train you. Yeah. Like the Soviets saw a lot of potential in him. They, they thought like, we can train this guy up to be a good soldier. He's a party man. He's a clearly a leader of men. Like he's going to do some good shit for us. We have ver- reverse air. <laughs> we have gills. <laughs> so during World War II, he actually commanded a Korean force in the Red Army as a major. And after the war, uh, Korea was divided between uh, the Soviet control, like the Soviet supported North and the rest of Korea, which is like, I don't really like this whole communism thing. And that became South Korea, the good Korea. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So when Kim returned to what is now North Korea, he brought with him a large contingent of highly trained soldiers who also have combat experience, uh, Soviet backing and a whole lot of political training. He establishes a uh, provisional Soviet government and became the first premier in 1948 and in 1949 became the leader of the Korean Workers' Party, which was the Korean Communist Party. Uh-huh. Uh, in 1950, he decided to unify the belts and become the grand champion of Korea. Singular <laughs> Korea. The oh. whole thing. This is when he orders an invasion of South Korea with the backing of the Red Chinese and kicked off what is now known as the Korean War. Mm-hmm. The war lasted from June 25th, 1950 
to July 27th, 1953. Three years, one month, and two days. In that time period, there would be nearly 5.6 million casualties. That includes people on both sides and civilians. And as far as I'm concerned, every one of those bodies can be laid directly at the feet of Kim Il-sung. But it doesn't end there. That's not that's not the only thing that makes him a bad person. Um, so after the war, he did the most communist thing of all time and rounded up all of his political rivals and had them executed and fed to dogs, which super fucking cool. The apple don't fall far from the tree, apparently. Um, wow, that's 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 fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, and the the reason they do that is because the Koreans treat dogs as a food source, kind of. So yep. if you are being killed by dogs, that's just more disrespect. Insult to injury. Yeah, yeah okay. Exactly. Uh, and from here, he would implement something called Jushi, which is uh, the Korean word for self-reliance, where North Korea would try to completely isolate itself. Uh, the economy grew really, really fast. Uh, and he used a very, very aggressive propaganda campaign to keep himself in power for 46 years. Um, hmm. He was, quote unquote, elected president of North Korea in 19, 1972. Uh-huh. And in 1980, he named his eldest son, Kim Jong-il, the head of the military, which was essentially putting him as second in command. Kim Il-sung would die of a heart attack July 8th, 1940, uh, 1994. Um, he had been out of power for a little bit of time by now. Kim uh, Kim Jong-il had taken over. Um, yeah. I, in, so, I mean, wait, wait, no, no, she had a heart attack? Oh, no, he he legitimately had a heart attack. His, he, uh, his son loved him. Okay. Like, I, I think the only people, like, the only person that he may have loved potentially more is Dennis Rodman. Because... Um. Kim Jong-il loved Dennis Rodman. Uh-huh. And and so does Junior. <laughs> uh-huh. or, or for our, our for our purposes, I'm gonna call him Spanky. Because if he was a little <laughs> rascal, there you go. <laughs> okay, so let's hear your argument. Let's uh let's let's debate this out a little bit. Uh well, uh, I would say the reason why Talat Pasha needs to move on, personally is he used the system to get to I mean okay it's not like you know to like prove that he's a bigger piece of shit uh, for me it's to prove that like like what he did was for me was ingenious to get to where he was yeah he killed a fucking fuck ton of people which right. you know or had them killed like I'm not talking war, like no. You you're know, talking like, a a yeah, like, human rights like, violation. Yeah, like genocide. There's a reason they put the word genocide behind what he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he used his he, he used what his tools at his uh, at his disposal. He used his to station. actually yeah to get there. I mean, at the, he was a sneaky motherfucker to do this. I mean, you know, not, I don't know, not many people that I've heard of throughout history actually used the tools at their disposal to carry out 
murders of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that you just don't like. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, fuck you. I'm going to kill your ass. Yeah. So him and Uncle Adolf probably would have been buddies had he not got his brains scattered across the road. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they or they probably were buddies because, I mean, you know, since, uh, you know, Adolf was alive then. Right. I mean, but. But at that point in time, he was just he was a pissant private in the fucking Austrian army. He was nothing. Well, yeah, it's true. Very true. Well, yeah. Oh, let's see. Hold on. Either that or he was in jail at that point. One of the two. Uh, 21. Mm, yeah. He pro- I think at that point he was in prison. Well, yeah. Well, he was actually, because uh, he was, well, no, he wasn't in I mean, prison. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about him next week, though. But, but anyway, um, he, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, using his post to get to where he was um, kind of, uh, paved the way for him to be able to do what he did um and i just think that you know that kind of you know puts him up to that higher space of uh of assholery if you if i can make up a word to uh you know move him on that's what i feel okay i i have bulleted points <laughs> okay i came at this shit organized so to me, why I feel that Kim Il-sung should move forward is he is a very large part for the division of the Korean Peninsula. Uh, maybe in his mind, when he was younger, he was coming from a good place trying to create a guerrilla force to go in to kick the Japanese out as an occupying force to take his country back. Um, it was poorly executed after World War II, though, because he went in and just killed everyone who disagreed with him and then uh you know went from there um uh, another reason is his lineage has been a geopolitical thorn in the side of the world since the 1950s i mean since the 1950s to like from the 1950s to today north korea has always kind of been a problem for the rest of the world true you know, mostly the United States and our allies because, you know, and they just completely different political ideologies and thought process and stuff, you know, stuff like that. Um, he was an ardent communist. And when any kind of political opponent rose, he would just grind them under the heel of the secret police and keep himself in power um, and to rule his country by fear. Um and also, uh, the fourth word in that little paragraph I just said, communist, automatically in my mind makes like, no, oh, fuck this guy. I hope he's dead, which he is, thank God. Um, and honestly, I, I, like I said before, I really think that every single casualty of the Korean War can be put on his head because he started it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, so him and Uncle, Uncle, uh, um, Joseph, him and Joseph, Alonka. him and Joseph are homeboys. Like they, they, yeah, they liked each other. They spoke frequently. They, you know, kept yep. in contact after the war. They were buddies. Christmas lists, uh, everything. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they were sending each other cards. You know, probably. Yeah, all the shit's redacted on the back. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, but honestly, this... I, th- 
as much as as much as Kim Il Sung's a piece of shit, I think I'm going to take your side on this one, um, because that was not a war. That was not during. That was not because of a war. That was because of hatred. Uh, yeah, it wasn't conquest. It was trying to eliminate no. an entire race because they were in your way. Yeah, and, and uh, war. You know, and, and I got. I hate to say it. I mean. War is not good, you know. But, it's not. <laughs> but there's always a lot of casualties in you, war. You have to you have to account for ca- for collateral damage during a war. Yeah, this wasn't a war. This was them hunting people because they were not of their tribe, essentially. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. Sure. Honestly, I think I think Pasha moves to the second round. All right, all right. Yep. So let's uh, uh, let's let's pencil him in. Talat Pasha moves forward, moves on forward. Moving on up. That he was t- that was a much easier decision than this next one's going to be. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a fucking dogfight. Round two. Let's get started. Um, you want to start this one again, or you want me to start it? Uh you start it. Okay, this one is real, real bad. We are going to be talking about Shiro Ishii, who I actually have more information on than I do anybody else so far, just due to the amount of shit that he did. Yeah, same, same for me, Yosef Mengele. Yeah, these again. This is going to be the toughest decision of the entire bracket, in my opinion. Yeah. Shiro Ishii was born June 25th, 1892 in the Shibayama Chiba Prefecture, Japan. He studied medicine at Kyoto Imperial University, and in 1921, he joined the Imperial Japanese Army as a military surgeon at the rank of Surgeon Lieutenant. I'm assuming it's kind of like uh, when you go to college and go to the military afterwards, you automatically come out with rank. Probably. Because you're a, you're a doctor. They're like, oh, yeah, you're Surgeon Lieutenant, whatever. Okay. In 1922, he was assigned to the first army hospital where he would for fun. And this is no bullshit. Just for fun was growing bacteria in Petri dishes. And this wasn't for any kind of like uh, research at this point. He was growing them like pets. Um, so the, the rest of the staff and his like colleagues knew that he had a real weird hobby. But again, it's Japan. So there's a lot of real weird hobbies there, you know. That's weird. not our that's not our fault. They were weird before we bombed them. Okay? Let's throw that out there. I guess. <laughs> so in 1925 he's promoted to surgeon captain and by 1927 he's pitching a bioweapons program to his higher-ups. From 1928 to 1930, he traveled the western world learning and researching the biological and chemical warfare uses from World War 1 and more importantly the effect that these weapons would have on humans. So we kind of see where this is going. All right. Right. Well, uh, and okay. Okay. In 1935, he is again promoted this time to surgeon, Lieutenant Colonel. And the following year, some goofy fucking ranks. I know the following year. I'm sorry. And so in 10 years, he's gone from about what? 10 years, right? Yeah. 10 years for uh, lieutenant to colonel. That's yeah. pretty fucking good. Dude, it, it, I mean, 
in like 12 years, he's gone from medical school to what he's about to be doing. August 1st of 1936, he is given formal control over the now brutally infamous Unit 731 and all the research facilities associated with it. No. Yep. Oh my when gosh. The, like I said, dude, this is going to be a tough one. When the, when the facility was finished was finished being built, it was more than 150 buildings that covered six square miles just outside of Harbin, China. To hide the gruesome work that's about to begin, it was disguised as a water treatment plant. <laughs> um, it's it's disguised as a water treatment plant and part of it and it's also a um other parts of it are, are disguised as a lumber camp kind of uh because they're clear cutting okay. areas they're getting rid of all they're selling all this wood off um shipping it back to wherever so it can be used for guns and all that other stuff yep okay his time at Unit 731 would not be spent doing paperwork and holding meetings. He was very, very hands-on with the human experimentation being done there. Okay. The subjects, or a term that was used around the campus, which is, this is absolutely disgusting because it shows what they thought of these people. They use the term Maruda, which is the Japanese word for logs. Um, the subjects oh. were, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Remember I told you it was like kind of hidden under the guise of being a lumber camp. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, the subjects would range anywhere in from an age. Wow. Would range anywhere in age from infancy to the elderly. The grossest thing to me about the whole Maruda part that they use is the fact that when they're sitting around lunch tables, eating their sandwiches and shit, the scientists are asking each other how many logs they'd cut that day referring to how many people they had opened up or done whatever to. Uh, uh, at his behest, Unit 731 would have a freezer that could be set to 50 degrees below zero Fahrenheit um, where people would be stuck in it. Um, they would they had small ports where you could stick in just a hand or an arm so that we could uh, create artificial frostbite. Um, some of the limbs were then thawed to study the rotting of human flesh. Um, other victims would be, uh, would have their arms cut, like dunked in water up to the elbow and stuck in to see what would happen if we completely froze it. Um, and then, you know, obviously hit it with something to see if it smashes like fucking mighty ducks Two style with the, uh, the liquid nitrogen, which uh spoiler alert, that's not what happens. no, um, other prisoners were dehydrated to death, uh, to experiment on them. There prisoners were shot in the stomach so that Japanese surgeons could practice removing bullets and closing them up. Not necessarily so much closing them up because they didn't care if these people lived or died. Um, uh, legs and arms were amputated without administering anesthesia. They would also do, um, vivisection of limbs where they would, strap you down and they would just straight up cut your arm in half starting between the the middle and ring finger and they would just cut your arm up through to the elbow in half for example and open it up to see what the inside of that limb looked like without anesthesia uh, 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 people yeah people were injected with seawater to determine if it could be used as a substitute for saline solution uh 
Parts of patients' livers were removed to determine how long could live with only a partial organ. Uh, to study blood loss, some had limbs completely amputated. Some researchers would reattach body parts in novel ways. For example, a stomach would be surgically removed and the esophagus would be attached directly to the intestines. Oh, okay. Maybe we shouldn't go too far into uh, like everything they did because, you know, we are going to cover them. We are. Um, so... I don't. I don't. I know you probably have a lot more, but oh, I, I sure do. Um, I, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm just. Uh, yeah. To me, I don't want to give. Ugh. Like one of the worst ones, I I have to bring up. One of the worst ones was what they would refer to as gloving, where they would flash boil somebody's arm, like up to the elbow or shoulder, wherever they decided to. Uh, so they would flash boil it in very very hot water. And they pull it back up, and they would have someone with specialized gloves that had a. Uh, um, it was almost like uh, like small prongs, almost like fish hooks, or like almost like a cat's tongue, kind of like that texture, where they had that in the in the palms, and they would hold onto the arm and just pull down and pull the the skin off of the muscle all the way down to the tips of the fingers. Oh yeah. Um. So. They also did things like working on dispersion techniques for uh, germ warfare, bioweapons, um, stuff like that, uh, where they're trying to figure out how to, for lack of lack of a better term, get this stuff out to the masses to use it against anybody. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. And I mean, he, they also, he, he directly, this was one that he enjoyed doing. He would poison food and candy and give it out to, uh, to locals that were living in poverty and starving, especially like his favorite was giving it out to kids to watch them die. Uh, <laughs> death, death tolls uh... from death tolls from this camp are estimated to range anywhere from 200,000 to 580,000 but again very very conservative estimate. Yep. Um most of the dead were uh Chinese civilians because at that point in time Japan controlled a very very good chunk of China. Um uh, Yeah. So and, and how many of these were what was he actually I mean probably uh, like a quarter of them. He he was very hands-on. Like if he wasn't doing it himself, he was there to witness or kind of guide what was going on. Yeah. Um not a lot of sitting behind his desk. No. Uh estimates on the total number of men, women, and children and infants that were tortured and slaughtered at Unit 731 um are are just astronomical. Uh realistically we're looking probably over a million people being killed there uh, and another number that a lot of people don't realize about 30 percent of the people that were killed at unit 731 were captured soviet soldiers um other unfortunate people included uh anybody from any of these southeast asian islands that they could get a hold of the pacific islanders uh ranging down into like um samoa uh uh, New Guinea, that whole area down there. Yeah, um, it's estimated that somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred to three hundred American Brit uh, American and British soldiers were also killed at the death camp. Uh, 
Ishii died of throat cancer in 1960 at the age of 67. Oh, um, too fucking bad. Yeah, unfortunately for history and the well over 600,000 people that he was directly re- responsible for, he didn't die sooner. Um, I, I would hate to wish this on anybody, but SIDS would have been a fucking blessing. Yeah. If this, if this, if, yeah, if he had not even made it to childhood would have been a great thing for history. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he doesn't have the numbers of some of the dictators that we're going to cover, but honestly, I think the blood on his hands is enough to move him on to the next round. And I'll, br- we'll get into our, our argument after, uh, after you get into your next guy. Okay. And so, holy shit, is this going to be a doozy? Is there uh, any way that both can move on? No. Yeah, I know. Well, I think that's why we set them up this way, because this one was going to be good. No, no, no. Uh, Joseph is definitely going to move on. I'm sorry, but he <laughs> definitely, he, no, he moves on for sure. No, I'm, I'm I, only because you didn't let me put all my detail in there. Um, <laughs> because. Ishii did some disgusting things to people. Uh, worse, honestly, in my opinion, than what Mangala did. But continue. Let's hear it. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, so Yosef Mangala, known as... That buck-toothed uh, fuck? Yeah. Known as Todesengel, which means angel of death. Yeah. He Slayer born... wrote a song about him. Yeah. Uh, he was born March 16th of 1911 in Gunzburg, Germany. Died February 7th, 1979 in Ensada da Bertoga, which is near Sao Paulo, Brazil. Uh, he was Nazi doctor at... Auschwitz extermination camp from 1943 yeah. to 1945. He personally, and I do mean personally, selected prisoners for execution in the gas chambers and conducted ex- medical experiments on inmates in pseudoscientific radical studies. Me- uh, Mengele studied uh philosophy in munich in the 1920s under the influence of the uh racial ideology of adolf uh, rosenberg and then took a medical degree at the university of frankfurt uh on main so he enlisted in the uh strom uh strom which is the assault division of the sa um, in 1933, an ardent Nazi, he joined the research staff of a newly founded Institute of Heredity Biology and Racial Hygiene in 1934. Racial hygiene is the worst thing that we've ever said on this show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> During World War II, he served as a medical officer with the uh, Waffen SS, the arm component of the nazi paramilitary corps they were yeah assholes not not to be not to be confused with the wehrmacht which was the regular german army which were just regular dudes out fighting no the ss were a completely different animal they were terrible yeah oh yeah they were the peckerheads uh in so he was in uh france and russia uh in 1943 he was appointed by 
So Weasel himself. Oh, Heinrich Himmler. Heinrich Himmler that, to be Dick chief doctor. Farmer. Yes, he was appointed in 1943 by Heinrich to be chief doctor at Birkenau. Mm. Yeah. Also yeah. not a great place to be. No. Uh, the supplementary extermination camp at uh, and then he went to the supplementary extermination camp at Auschwitz. Yeah. Uh, Mengele in distinctive white gloves uh, stood there as people got off trains, supervised the selection of Auschwitz incoming prisoners for either torturous labor or immediate extermination. Shouting so one, then the other. Yeah. Uh, shouting right or left to direct them to their fate. Eager to advance his medical career by publishing, gr- quote, groundbreaking work. Yeah. He then began experimenting on live Jewish prisoners in the guise of, quote, medical treatment. Medica, uh, Meta- Mengele injected uh, an and ordered others to inject thousands of inmates with everything from petrol gas to chloroform to study the chemical effects. Among other atrocities, he plucked out the eyes of gypsy corpses to study uh, eye pigmentation. Megala experiments often resulted in the death of of the subject. Really? Uh, I never would have guessed that. Nope. Uh, Auschwitz doctors test uh, tested methods of sterilization on prisoners using mass doses of radiation, uh, uterine injections, and mm. other barbaric procedures. His main focus, however, was on the study of twins. Yeah. Beginning in 1944, twins were selected and placed in special barracks. Some of those selected were... Uh, there's two people that were named uh, Irene and Renee Gutmann were already in the camp. Others like Eva and Miriam Moses were selected on the ramp and placed in the barracks as twins. Um, it is believed that Mangala had worked with twins under uh, Verscher at the University of Frankfurt. Auschwitz offered Mengele an unlimited number of tw- of the specimens of twins to be studied at random, and uh, and, the, and the four tw- the set the two sets of twins I mentioned were two of the sets that he actually studied on. Uh, according to Doctor Miklos uh, Nizili, twins provided the perfect experiment specimens. One could serve as a control while the yep. other endured the experiments. Yep. It is well known in the camp that when a twin went into the infirmary, he, she never returned and the other Ooh. twin disappeared too. Nasally uh, described the shots of uh, fentanyl, no, phenol, which uh, were used to kill the, the second twin. Twins in the experiments described three days of what must have been psychological examination in three days of laboratory experiments. Quote, they, some, it was a quote of, three times a week we were marched to Auschwitz to, to a big brick building, sort of like a gymnasium. 
they would keep us there for about six or eight hours at a time. Most of the days we would sit naked in a large room where we first entered and people in white jackets would observe us and write down notes. They would study our every, our every body parts. They would study every part of our bodies. They would photograph, measure our hand. They would photograph, measure our heads and arms and bodies and compare the measurements of one of the other one twin to another. The process seemed to go on and on. Experiments did not end with the death of the twins. The section of the corpses for final final examination analysis is well documented by Nesley and by Lifton, who was another doctor on site. Some 3,000 or about 1,500 sets of twins were selected for the experiment. They were not terrified of him, but rather they were often intimidated by some of what he did. They knew of his temper and for and his passion for his work. Yet they were and also those are two dangerous things when you mix them. Yeah, they were also aware of his role in their survival. After the war, Yosef escaped internment and went underground, serving four years as a farmer as a farm stableman near Rosenheim in Bavaria. Then he reportedly escaped to uh, via Genoa, then to Italy, and then to South America in 1949. Uh, he married under his um, own name in Uruguay in 1958, and as Jose Mangala, he received <laughs> citizenship, yes, and Paraguay in 1951. In 1961, he apparently moved to Brazil, reportedly becoming friends with an old-time Nazi, Wolfgang Gerhard, and living in a in succession of houses owned by a Hungarian couple. In 1985, a team of Brazilian, West German, and Af- American uh, French experiments determined that Mengele had taken yeah, – yeah. he had he died – in 1979, and that he had actually taken Gerhard's name. Uh, dental records later confirmed that the that the forensic conclusion was actually correct. So, my favorite thing about this whole is whole thing is something you didn't even mention is how he was supposedly killed. Well, how he uh, supposedly died swimming. There's a yeah. lot of theories floating well, no, around. That yeah, it, he yeah. had a stroke. Well, he had a stroke while swimming. I'm sorry if I sure if I sure I yeah. actually it may have may have uh, skipped over that one part. Yeah, in 1979 sure. he died of a he died from a stroke while swimming. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, he definitely died of died of a stroke. Or the other theory where he was actually drowned by an Israeli hit team, which I like even better. <laughs> That's a possibility. Death by water Jews, probably the worst way for him to die the possibility oh my god i really hope it's that's how it actually happened i don't know but so uh, here's my reasoning for yosef to move on he he was just a he was a big piece of shit so much of a piece of shit that actually he was on the front line and uh 
most of these, like a lot of these deaths, all these deaths of twins and such were on his hands. No one else's, you know, he, he put the orders out or he was hands on with everything and he caused 3000 people plus. Oh, that's just twins. And then you have thousands more that he just went right, left. One's going to the left. You got your fucking you, – you went to uh, what they referred to as the showers. Yeah. You weren't taking a shower. Your ass was dead. You were getting Zyklon B. You were dead. Uh, yeah, they fucking – they gassed your ass in, in, in there. Um, and, but, you know, to top it all off, he fucking escaped. And I mean, that kind of, you know, shows quite some balls, you know, and to actually change your name. It doesn't show balls. It shows that he was too much of a coward to stand in front of people for what he had done. Or to take a fucking bullet. Yeah. From a gun, like so many others did, mm-hmm. you know, he was like, ah, f-, or he or wasn't a coward. He was just, uh, he was, um, vain, but vain, bra- yeah. bravery and cowardice can look very similar to each other from different angles. Yes. But if you, if you full heartedly believe in what you're doing, it doesn't matter. Okay, well, if you if you're if you believe in what you're doing so much, stand in like take the criticism for it. Don't run you know. away to South America, like a little buck tooth bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that's kind of my uh, you know my take on it on why now, I think he should move on. Now let 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 me let me tell you why he's not going to move on, and Shiro Ishii is. Okay. So, yes, Mengele did a bunch of terrible shit to especially twins. Ishii had no. Him and his people had no concern for who they were doing this to. Uh, To them, these were lab rats. These weren't like human playthings. These were just like, oh, go grab a couple more. Bring them in. Um, We're going to cut this dude's arm off. We're going to take his wife and freeze her to death to see what that does. Um, oh, also another thing that I didn't get to because we wanted to like kind of compress, that might not be the right word for what I'm about to talk about, uh, the details, um, he <laughs> like on his orders, he came up with an idea to create these high pressure tanks that were installed in the, in the camp. Um, you could do either very, very high pressure or very, very low pressure. Okay, and they would put people into these tanks and expose them to the kind of pressure that you're experiencing at, you know, great depths under the ocean or so. So they got kind of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. They got uh, the bends more than that. You would go either to the point where the pressure was so much that it would actually burst people. Or they could go the opposite direction to uh, basically high, high altitude and suffocate these people and just watch them die. Uh, uh, 
I've seen some of the pictures of the things that they called people that came out of these fucking pre- like pressure tanks, and they look like what happens when you microwave a hot dog for too long. They just exploded. Um, uh, okay, all right. Hold all on, right. I'm 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 not done because he was actually promoted and encu- promoted, encouraged, and rewarded for his actual war crimes, which he was committing at the time and they're like oh you're doing great work here's a medal here's a fucking promotion here's a new title oh yeah also he was given immunity by the u.s after the war in exchange for all of the information on their uh, biological chemical and uh, germ weaponry um and he they also wanted him to turn over all of his findings with uh all these other experiments done on people so that we knew what it would do without having to do it ourselves um and after, right. the, after the war, while he is still a free man, he did a series of lectures at medical schools throughout Japan and other parts of the world where he was applauded for All what right. he was talking about. I mean, All right, say no more. This he, guy's the he, fucking he, devil. <laughs> he, he moves on. You know, say no uh, more. Say no more. He moves he on. Died, he died a free man, not being hunted. He died a free man. All right. He moves his, on. Oh, God. He's the fucking worst. Okay. He moves on. I mean, and that's that's saying something because Joseph Mengele is might may actually be Satan, but Shiro Ishii was not far behind. was, you know, of equal no, level. No, 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 no. He 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 rose above Mengele. Um I, I'm pretty sure that him and old Joey boy there, if if they knew of each other's existence, they would have been sending each other notes on stuff. Probably. Probably. Um, yeah, uh, dude, that some of the shit that I had to read about this guy, I was like, Oh my fucking God. It makes me, it makes me nervous about potentially doing a, a, a unit seven thirty one episode. Cause I'm like, yeah, cause we're going to get into details and I'm not going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're going to have to watch videos and look at photos and stuff. And it's, it's gruesome. Yeah. Um, so right, let's so... talk about our, let's talk about our wild card that automatically moved into uh, the second round. Pull pot. All right. Well, yeah. before before that, let's uh, let's take a break. And, Good idea. Uh, yeah. Because uh, yeah, let's take a break and we'll uh, we'll go from there. Because you know we're gonna basically we're gonna decide who who moves on to the finals from uh, you know after uh, well after so this bo- next next one we're gonna right. So basically, basically, we have to we have to go through Pol Pot. So it's it's essentially Pol Pot versus Pasha to see who goes on to face off against Ishii in the finals. Yeah, and, and we all we only have to talk about Pol Pot. I mean, so right. it's either. But, I mean, we, we should make the argument as to as to who and why and where. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's take our break, and we'll be right back. Let's get on with uh, with Pol Pot. All right. Okay. So back from the break, and we're on to Pol Pot. Uh, so the first half, one of the guys that we had last guy we have to cover, but he got a buy. So yeah, he's in the final four on the left side of the bracket. Yep. So we're we're doing Pol Pot versus, versus uh, our winner from our last round, uh, Talat Pasha. Yep. So Pol Pot, born as Sola uh, Saloth. Sar in Mar- uh, May 19th of 1925 and Kam- uh, Kompong Tham province of Cambodia. 
He died April 15th of 1998. He was 73 years old. He was the political leader of the uh, Khmer. Oh, the, and, yeah, the, the Khmer Rouge. Yeah. Well, it's the... It, yes. It's the Khmer. Is the, is the group. But... And he led the Khmer Rouge totalitarian regime from 1975 to 1979. Uh, he was he was a poor student and failed the entrance exam for high school. God so damn, he, so much already. Yeah. So he went to technical school for a year to study carpentry. Okay. Okay. I knew um, with that. Yep. Should have just stuck with it, dude. Yep. In 1949, he went to Paris on a scholarship to study radio technology. And while there, he became involved in the French Communist Party. And there and, it is. There it fucking is. And he joined a gr- young group called of leftist Cambodians who would later become the Khmer Rouge. He would not spend long in France as he failed his exams in 1953. Because he's to- fucking stupid. Yeah, and he had to go back <laughs> to Cambodia. Uh, he would teach at a private school from 1956 to 1963. How, how did this guy teach if he barely got into it? Not not got through into high school. If you're a good fucking liar, you can yeah. fool anybody. And like uh, students weren't like, "Hey, this guy's kind of dumb." Like, I don't yeah. think we should be listening to him. Uh, in the same year that he left the school, he adopted his new name of. Pol Pot. Uh, over the next 12 years, he would spend building the Communist Party. Uh, he would serve as the party's secretary. He led a group of guerrilla fighters to overthrow Lon Knoll's regime in 1975. He became the prime minister from 1975 to 1979 when he was overthrown by the Vietnamese. Between the time that he was in charge uh, his government caused the death of over one million people, mm-hmm. all caused by forced labor, starvation, disease, torture, and execution. He was removed from leadership of the group in 1985, but he still had some sway within the party, and the group began to decline as the years went on. And uh, by 1997, the Khmer Rouge was basically gone, and by the June of 1997, he was officially removed from power and was placed on house arrest, and by July, he was convicted of treason, uh, and he died in early 1998, like I said, but he didn't die by a bullet or anything like that. He just died of old age. <laughs> Natural causes. Yeah, so unfortunate. Um, yeah, because this is also the same guy that they killed, who he referred to as intellectuals. Where if you wore glasses, they would just fucking execute you. Because he thought that he thought that by you wearing glasses, you were smarter than him. He didn't. He wasn't smart. He was so dumb that he didn't realize that people can just have bad eyesight and also not be smarter than him. Yeah, which not being. I mean, it, it doesn't take much to have been smarter to the, than this guy because he was kind of yes. a fucking moron. Yes, but, but because I you mean, had bad eyesight, you have to die because you read books. Yes, but I mean, forced labor camps, starvation, disease. I mean, that's just a cruel dictator. 
that's just yeah. want to be an, he wants to be an asshole. Yeah, and, and, um, I mean, you know, to torture and, and execute people, they're most likely were people that didn't agree with his his uh, regime's thoughts, you know, or yeah, just this didn't agree with anything he wanted to do. I mean, and if you, if you've ever seen pictures of the, um, uh, like the the Cambodian museums where they like have all the like they basically have displays of the percentage of the population that he is that he killed while in charge of the country. Um, it's kind of heartbreaking to look at it because they have like, there's parts of the museum where there's just like glass cases that are like 10 feet high by 10 feet wide. And they're just full of glasses or they're full of shoes or something like that, where it's like he killed like 30% of the country because he was a piece of shit. Well, uh, I mean, that's I mean, what happens when you kill one million people. Yeah, I mean, look there's at, look at uh, look at but look at uh, Adolf. He ordered. I mean, you know, by ordering the extermination of the number of Jews that he and gypsies and blacks mm-hmm. and mentally handicapped and I mean, a lot of people died on his hands. And you know, you go to Auschwitz or you go to. Birkenau, I mean, well, not Birkenau, but I mean, if you went to all these places, you would see, you know, yeah. just rooms full of shoes. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and clothes. and. I mean, there, there's a reason that they refer to Cambodia as the killing fields, because they just, they, yeah. there was so many people that were, that died there. It's, yep. you know, um, <sighs> but again, what it, there, there is no nice guys on this list. No, you know. But so to move on to the final, well, yeah, to, move, the, to, to move on to the final four, I guess. Yeah. Or final two. Yeah, whatever. This um, would be the semifinals of the, uh, yeah. of the round. Yeah. To move on either Pol Pot or Talat Pasha. Um, this one's kind of rough for me. Because... Yeah. I mean, the the numbers are similar. Yeah, close, but, not not close enough. But to me, Pol Pot is worse because he did this to his own people. Yeah, yeah, you know what true. I mean. That's true. I, I mean, mean, Pasha was like, we just got to get these fucking guys out of the way. Just drive them to the ocean. Whatever you want to do with them, Pol Pot did this to his own people. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm 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 throwing my vote into the Pol Pot camp on that one, to be honest. Yeah, but then yeah. again, but then again, with Talat Pasha, like he did all of that shit, and it was completely forgotten about. There's countries, there is fucking countries in the world, uh, like Syria and Iran, where they completely deny that the Armenian genocide happened because. That's it was done by a uh, Muslim leader and they don't want to badmouth him for the most part. No, no, but I mean, but if you think about it, look at, look at Pol Pot, what he was doing kind of flew under the fucking radar at the same time because of the Vietnam True. war. So a, a lot of these guys get away with shit because there is bigger things happening in their general area. Very true. You um, know, and that's what makes it so hard to pick 
I'm, who's I'm, worse? You know, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna say Pol Pot. Did I did I change your mind there a little bit? No, no, I'm just you know I'm no, I, well, yeah, uh, I was saying because I said you know we we talked you know via text and I said you know I I I thought Pasha would I figured Pasha would move on and because Pol Pot just didn't seem that but. You know, after looking over everything again, when I'm just reading it, you know, yeah, I mean, to kill that many people of your own people just because, you know, you want to strike fear, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 yeah, I just bullshit. So yeah, I'll say I'll say he moves on. It's like you know you know you're bad when Vietnam invades you right after they unify the country again, and they're like, okay, so we're sorry for what we did to you, and the other side's like, okay, that's cool. Let's take this piece of shit out. <laughs> okay, so you know? so really now it's Pasha. It's not Pasha. It's Pol Pot. So- we're Pol Pot yeah. versus Ishii, and this is like honestly to me, no brainer, no brainer, no fucking brainer. Shiro Ishii moves on to the finals, in my opinion. Yes, yes, because I... Pol Pot, yes, he killed a bunch of people. Um, and to steal a quote from Joseph Stalin, who we're going to talk about next week, one death is a tragedy, a million is a statistic. Yeah. Ishii was way, way more hands-on with what he did than Pol Pot was. Pol Pot was just, he was giving orders. Ishii was like in the trenches up to his elbows and fucking blood. Yes. In people's guts. Yes. Um, There's a difference between, it's a difference between um, walking the walk and talking or talking the talk and walking the walk and walking the walk. You know, Uh, to to me, this Ishii walked the walk. He did what and talked the talk. You know, he just didn't talk the talk and not walk the walk. You know, he did everything. He said it. He did it. You know, I mean, hey, uh, I want you to do this. Okay, well, all right, they did it. Well, he fucking went and did it himself. You know, he wasn't like, gonna. Hey. Ma- he wasn't gonna let one of his guys do something he wasn't no. willing to do himself. No, because he got a fucking hard on. Oh, he got you know? so hard for that. To me, this is the difference between, like, put it into like modern combat, kind of. This is the difference between somebody sitting in an office building in Virginia, running a drone, bombing uh-huh. people, versus uh-huh. someone who is kicking in the door of a building where some ISIS prick lives and shooting him in the teeth. Yeah. Cause like you're both killing people, but this dude is way, way more hands-on about it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so honestly, I really, really did not expect Shiro Ishii to make it to the finals. I, <laughs> I wasn't sure he was going to make it out of his bracket. I really thought it was going to come down to either, uh, Obviously, I thought it would either be Sung or uh, Pol Pot because those guys are both fucking terrible. But I didn't expect one of our one of our Doctor Evils to make it all the way into the finals. So uh, my bracket yeah. is already kind of blown. Like, you know, I I, uh, I, pers- I personally saw. I said, you know, part of me was like, uh, 
Pasha. I mean, I couldn't really, I couldn't really like make a bracket out. I, I didn't I, either, I, but I, I was I, just like, just how I was looking at how things were, how I thought yeah. things were going to go. I was like, I didn't think that he was going to go, but he fucking did. Yeah, I, I was like, um, I was like, Mangala is the fucking man, you know, the myth, the legend, you know, the fucking the 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 angel the of death, gap. <laughs> the angel of fucking death. I mean, come on, you know how 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 can he not move on? Okay, so but, if he was the angel of death, Shiro Ishii was actually death. Yes. <sighs> yes. Uh, you know, here comes you know as the a quote from what was it, uh, Revelations. Uh, what was it? Uh, something about uh, man riding in the town on a white horse, and yeah. death was his name. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> she had a horse. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I, and, and next week is, is is not not any easier. I mean, so I think next week when it comes down to the finals, I am going to bust out some of the graphic details of what he was responsible for because i didn't even like all the disgusting things that i talked about that he did that's not even scratching the surface of what he was responsible for to this this guy is potentially the one of the like top five worst people that has ever existed and most people don't know his name yeah so okay so next week uh we have uh, let's see who's going against who next. We've got Idi Amin and uh, Mao Zedong. So your first yep. round pick and my fourth round pick. That's going to be a rough one. It's going to be tough. Uh, if we go down to numbers, I don't think you're going to stand a chance there. Probably but not. I don't know. The next one is going to be a fist fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because the second the second matchup we're gonna have is King Leopold of uh, King Leopold the second of Belgium if you want his full title uh, versus Joseph Stalin and that's gonna be Joseph I was a uh, um I was a little po- like weak child as a fucking uh, growing up and well anyway <laughs> he's not he's not even Russian he's fucking Georgian so yeah. um yep and then our our wild card that goes directly into the second round, Adolf Hitler, who was my, <laughs> he was my uh, reluctant final pick. Um, yep. Cause honestly, it's like, how much do I really have to talk about Hitler? People like if you, if you've been, li- unless you've been living under a rock for 80 fucking years, you've probably heard of him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, it's it's going to be something. Yeah, it's yes. it's going to be interesting to say the very, least. Very, very. Now here's here's the question: Do we want to do the right hand side of the bracket and the finals next week, or do we want to do the right hand side of the bracket and then come back with more detailed information about the two finalists in the third week, or we just finish it in two? Uh, I, th- I think we should. I think we could finish it in two and call it good. We could. Yeah, let's do it that way. Okay. All right. Yeah, we could do that. Okay. So, yes. So, Ooh. this is especially one of those ones where you might want to take a little trip over to this website called studio.com 
and go pair and buy yourself a pair of headphones, your earbuds, or if because I mean you know you might not want people to listen to this, or if you're just one of those people that's like, hey, guess what? If I'm listening to this shit, you're listening to it. Hey, if so you're you can- if you're back at the office, have your coworkers <laughs> listen to it. They can listen to the dumb bullshit that we have to say too. Yeah. I mean, it's a win-win situation. <laughs> so if you want everybody to listen to it, buy the Bluetooth speaker. Yes. They got it. It works it's great. It's fantastic. Um, headphones, you know, they got uh the yeah, Clark, they got which them. Is, they got them. They got the over the ear, they got the uh Regent twos, which are uh on the ear, or yeah. and they have a ton of 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 uh in the uh of Bluetooth earbuds. They've got um, more earbuds than you can shake a stick at. Exactly. So when you figure out which kind you want, go to checkout, put the promo code of darkwindows 15 in at the little coupon section to get 15% off your entire purchase. And if you remember, don't remember that, you can go over to this Damn it. Our website. <laughs> We've got links to our friends at Studio Sweden where Kevin was just mentioned to go get some headphones. We've got links to all of our social media for Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can again, you can rifle through the bones of what's left of our Twitter. There's really not much going on there um, because Twitter is boring. I've learned over the last <laughs> few months. Twitter is not my thing. Uh, you can't type enough, and it seems to be just people bitching about politics. So not my jam. <laughs> um, we also have links to our Age of Radio page where you can go listen to every glorious episode of this mediocre bullshit that we've ever recorded. Uh-huh. Um, and you can also find your next favorite podcast over at Age of Radio. If you want some true crime, we've got more true crime than we know what to do with. Uh, we got, we got, it, fan- all. We got it all. We got okay. some fantastic true crime. You want some unexplained unsolved kind of stuff with some uh some good like deep dives on history and historical figures we got that too yep you want fantasy sports we've got fantasy football we've got fantasy baseball um we've got motivational stuff we've got homebrewing stuff now all of a sudden which is pretty cool pretty much anything we got we got all kinds of stuff if if you can think of a topic i'm pretty sure someone on our network has covered it and uh, it doesn't cost anything to check it out either. So there's that. No, definitely not. Um, so, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and if uh, if you want to email us, once again, our our email is darkwindowspod at gmail.com. Hey, you got it. I know. Jesus. You know, you you think that I was didn't know After, this stuff. Well, you you, you kind of always bumble through it anyway. Shut up. I hate you. It's been three years. Like, I'm like, I hope he's got it by now. Now I'm going to change. I'm going to change it to a Yahoo account. And be like, fuck you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I won't because Google's convenient. Yes, it is. Very. So, yeah. Um, so that is uh, week one of the asshole eliminator tournament 2021. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have. Honestly, I have enjoyed this episode so much. I really like this format, and I want to do this again. Yeah, and and uh, you know, it, it was a little bit of a, a shocker and kind of uh, interesting to to learn about people that you were like, 
Yeah, there's no way somebody could be worse than, you know, this person. Oh, no, nobody's worse than Hitler, except they are. Yeah. Um, And again, we've got people on our list that, like, when you think top 10 worst people ever, we got people on this list you've never heard of that are uh-huh. way worse than anybody you can think of. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I just, like I said, never, never thought that anybody could have been, you know, worse than Yosef Mengele. Well, oh, I um, proved you wrong, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, Ishii definitely was worse. Yeah, dude, definitely. That, oh, the guys, I mean, Gives that's me the creeps. What, that's without even watching any of the documentaries or like the footage of, like the any like real in depth footage of the camps. I saw pictures and I was like, this is the most God awful. Like I've seen some terrible, terrible shit on the internet. This, this ranks right up there with the worst of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. Oh my God. It's like nightmare fuel. Um, But yeah, we'll be back next week to see who, who takes the crown, who comes home as the worst person that has ever existed. The biggest on a large scale. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and if you guys like this format, I am more than willing to do this again. We've got some ideas where we want to do like, I, I would, I would fucking die to just yeah. spend a month doing like, just spend a month doing a badass eliminator tournament to see oh. who like, Oh, and, and that, that would be badasses through the ages. I mean, we could expand that yeah. out to like 20 people. Oh um, yeah. We, we, we could, we could even save ourselves some research and throw some guys on there that we've already covered. Uh-huh. And just pit them against each other. Um, I would love to do a serial killer eliminator tournament. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I think I would if if we do badasses or whatever, I I personally would want to get some uh some input from uh, we would our, we would definitely our need fans. research assistance with that from the from the guy from the folks, you know. Yes. And um you know to have people be like, okay, we'll do these two this week, and hey, of the two, we'll pick, and then they say, okay, hey, um, well, we agree with you or disagree with you, and this is why. Oh, no, yeah. what I was saying was like, task some of our listeners to be like, hey, you want to help us out? No, 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 no. I, Here, I, here's I, your I, guy. I, do the research and send it to us in an email and explain why they should move on. Yeah, and then we do some as well, and just kind of fight them out. But I think that you know, if we if we get uh, listener involvement into this as well, like as far as who moves on, because I mean, you know, make it a little more make it a little interesting. I think we could do that, you know. But uh, yeah, and if you guys have any ideas for a eliminator pool that we could do, fuck yes, tell us. I mean, I. We're talking serial killers. We're talking badasses. Is there anything else we could do? But we could do a gangster eliminator. Oh, we just got to call in our buddy Justin because he'd come in and be like, listen, motherfucker. Yeah. John Dillinger wins because he's John fucking Dillinger. And here, yeah. he, here is here is four episodes of my show as to why John Dillinger wins. But <laughs> would he, though? Dude, I don't know. I mean, he I, seems th- like too nice of a guy. Like, I'm pretty sure that somebody like uh, like a Jimmy Coonan would bump him off and be like, nah, you're a nice yeah. guy and all, but, you know. 
yeah. a ruthless piece of shit and I'd sell my own family out if I could, you know, if it would get me Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, if you include some of the hitmen in there, I mean, some of those now, motherfuckers were just ruthless. Now, if you put like John Dillinger and Mickey Spillane up against each other, like, oh, y- you got that's you got the, you got gentlemen gangsters. Like, I think they exactly. would just come to a gentleman's agreement, split a whiskey and go their separate ways. Probably. You know? like, yes. Listen, I, I will. I will stay in New York. You stay in the Midwest. We're cool. We don't cross yeah. each other. All good. All good. You know, I mean, but yeah, <laughs> I think the one that would be the hardest would be trying to do a cryptid eliminator. Cause I mean, that would turn into, I don't know. That'd be really hard to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But because obviously, yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Bigfoot's going to go to the finals because it's fucking Bigfoot. You know, yeah. It, yep. I don't know. So yeah. So next week, I can't wait. Me either. I am super excited yes but okay so that's uh that's we're gonna call it a night i guess and uh yeah well we'll be back again in uh next week and uh finish this thing off also i want to take i want to take a second to thank everybody that listens to this show Mm -hmm. um before we started i was kind of like i was warming up my dinner and i was like farting around and i was looking through megaphone which is the the uh uploading service that we use for the show yep this has been the month that we've had the highest number of downloads um, in the history of our show. Um, as of as of earlier tonight, before everything reset, we were at like sixty six hundred downloads on the month. Yeah, um, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that means so much to us. That's that's a huge fucking month. Which um, I don't understand how it can reset when uh, it's not the end of the month yet. It isn't. Yeah. So. Um, but I, think I mean, we're getting it, fucked. <laughs> no, I, I think it's just how it resets. Um, I, I don't know. Um, but I mean, again, it doesn't sound like a, like a big number, but to us, that's it's it's huge. Yeah, um, and to be be at seventeen, you know, pushing yeah, we're, eighteen thousand. We're at almost eighteen thousand downloads on the year already. Like again, there's shows out there that get way more downloads than us. I get that. I subscribe to, to some of those shows, but. Yeah that's it's it's huge for us and like from the bottom of my heart thank you guys i really appreciate it because it makes me feel like what we're doing here actually means something (laughs) to somebody other than us because i'm just like this is a second full-time job for me so and and, and every you know kevin will attest to it every single freaking week you know either him uh, either he's texting me or i'm texting him going you know what since the year began we're going or hell, even maybe even further than that, we're going, man, we're seeing pluses. We're seeing pluses. Yeah. Wow. We just beat out, you know, last month. We're plus this one for that. Are we going to be plus this? And I'm going, I, I even said to him, to Kevin, I was like, I think we're going to end this month at uh, at over 15,000. Yeah. I was wrong. We're at <laughs> almost 18,000. Oh. Yeah. For the I year. Mean- and then let's let's be real here for a minute. We've been friends for what twenty five years, something, something like that. And over the last three years since we've started this, how often have we talked about anything but the show? Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, we talk about things besides the show. Yeah, I mean, seventy five percent of our conversations are show related. Yeah, you but. Know? 
but it's it's what we like to talk about though exactly so i mean it's uh, it's it's a huge thing for us and it thank you guys we really appreciate it definitely i i second that thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you i'm just i'm waiting for the month that we break ten thousand downloads Mm -hmm. in a month because as soon when we do that i'm gonna go buy myself an expensive bottle of champagne not the shit that i got drunk on for our 100th episode i'm gonna get some good stuff (laughs) and i'm gonna drink it on the show and you guys are gonna listen to me get fucking wasted because it's funny yes and if we do reach ten thousand, i will take the next day off from work i'm gonna need to because i'm gonna be hung the fuck over yeah yeah (laughs) so with that said just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you have a good good rest of the week Yes, we will see you next week. Goodbye.